Hey, hey, thanks for listening to Marshmallow's Hope. Hold on, pain ends. So um, I want to apologize because I haven't been able to like record and post a podcast in quite some time now. And uh, it kind of took like a backseat because I've just been like really swamped. And then my emotional state was just kind of like falling apart. And um, so anyhow, I'm back at it. And for those of you who are sticking by me and listening, I sincerely appreciate it. Um, Some of the things that I've been involved with that have been keeping me really busy, for example, are um, the rally for the um, Half Cent for Mental Health here in Winnebago County where I live. So basically, like right now, the county where I live doesn't have any sort of mental health funding. And so what this means, you know, is when kids are distressed and their parents take them to the hospital and let's just say, you know, that they need inpatient hospitalization, first of all, there aren't any beds. You know, a lot of kids are waiting in the hospital for 24 hours um, just to get a bed if they ever can. And if they have to be inpatient hospitalized because their case is severe enough to hold on to them, they... um, send them all the way to like Chicago or Streamwood, um, which is, you know, like an hour and a half to two hour drive um, for a parent to like have to go visit their child. So you already have a child that's in distress. The family is already under a lot of tension, a lot of stress. And then you're adding that onto their plate to have to like arrange to drive you know, an hour and a half to two hours each way to see your kid once a week or twice a week, however many times you're able to visit um, for however long, you know, that your child is there getting the help that they need. And then in some cases too, like I know of, of a case where, you know, several of them where the kid is really in distress, like they're, they're, they're really high risk, suicide risk. They are transported to the hospital and then they get sent home, you know, and and not do like their due diligence, like they're not able to help them. So instead of sending them to the hospital, they just send them back home, you know, and then the kid not like ends up not getting help. So anyhow, um, the this half cent for mental health, what it'll do is for everybody that shops in Winnebago County, um, you know, all of their purchases would be taxed half a cent per dollar. So like if you spent $2, you raise one penny to go towards mental health. And they, they've appointed um, a committee to be in charge of the funds that are raised and to properly allocate these funds. And so um, I'm, I'm a very high proponent of it just because, you know, sadly, I feel like mental health has such a stigma around it because of like the lack of education. You know what I mean? Like I was one of them. I wasn't educated on mental health before I was forced to educate myself on mental health and it was too late. I had already lost my child, but that's what it took for me to be able to like um, start educating myself and learning about it. And, and now that's what I do is I try my hardest to like educate others because I think it all boils down to the lack of education in the subject. You know, nobody thinks that suicide is going to happen to them or their family. I was one of them, 
you know, like when I, when I heard of Chris Cornell dying, I mean, he had everything. He was the absolute most amazing rock star that ever lived. And that's my opinion. I'm biased, but I love him, you know, but anyway, when he took his own life, I, I just was like blown away by it. And, um, I, I just, couldn't believe it. And I thought to myself, like, why? Like he had it all. He, he had money. He had the wonderful wife and the, you know, like the amazing family and the kids. And I just did not understand, you know, and, and I couldn't wrap my mind around it, but I still didn't like start educating myself on it. It was just like, ah, you know, it is what it is. Like, poor guy. I can't believe he did that. I mean, his death really, truly affected me. If if I lived back in, like, the Beatles days, you know, um, it would have been that big. You know, he was, like, my Beatles, I guess. Um, but it, it really, honestly, that was the one and only death of a rock star or someone famous that has truly, like, affected me. And, um, but yet I still didn't go out and educate myself on the subject. I didn't like look into it. It was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he took his own life, but never really took the time to understand. And then it happened to me. Then it happened to my family. You know, I lost my child. And, and at that point I started to like want to educate myself and learn about it and, and now I'm passionate about teaching others because I understand I've been there. I've been on the end of not understanding why people do that to this is terrible and we need to do something about it. You know, so um, I've been going around to different municipalities within our community and telling them my story and telling them how important it is, in my opinion, for us to educate one another um, in, in the subject. And, you know, suicide is very, very preventable. Um, but this, this half cent, um, it's for suicide and addiction, or I'm not suicide and addiction, I'm sorry, mental health and addiction, um, which I believe that they go hand in hand. You know, when somebody has a mental health issue, um, I genuinely believe that they turn to drugs to numb the pain, you know? So... Um, it goes hand in hand and, and if you live in Winnebago County and you're over the age of 18 and you're able to vote on March 17th, that's the primaries, please get out there and vote and vote yes for the half cent for mental health. Um, basically what it means to us is, you know, it's not going to be taxed on like your property taxes or your vehicle registration or your groceries. Um, you know, like the essentials are not really taxed. Your medical, you know, prescriptions, that type of thing, they're not taxed. But um, the, you know, the fun things like going out to eat, going to a movie, you know, um, buying non-essential items, those will, will have that tax added on to them, um, you know. But that means that anybody who shops in Winnebago County will contribute to to that tax. And so it's very, very much needed. Um, I'm very much a proponent of it. And so please, you know, go out there and, and vote yes. Um, we can, we can save lives together with this tax. And so anyhow, that's what I've been doing in my evenings. I haven't been getting home some nights until, you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. 
Um, but what's awesome about it too, I, it's funny. doesn't matter how many times I talk in front of like a panel or, um, in front of the public, like I always get choked up and I just, I really wish that I didn't, you know, but I mean, it's, it's real. It's, it's real. It's emotional. Um, it's definitely not something easy for me to get up and, and talk to people about, but I think that it's, it's painting the picture of the importance of it. So that's all that matters. Um, a couple other things. So, um, I talked to a lot of teens on Snapchat and, and I'm talking to so many of them that talking one-on-one, um, has been really time consuming lately. And, and trust me, I love every minute of it and I'm, I'm proud to do it. But so another thing that I've been working on is, is, um, a viral, um, you know, social media private group. And so I've been building this group of teens who are in distress. And, and what I'm hoping that I can teach these teens is that, um, you know, Hey, you're not the only one out there. Like this is a support group and we can talk about it and we can, you know, hash things out. Um, we can be each other's support. So my goal is to like help teens who are struggling, meet other teens who are also struggling and then teach them how to like support one another. Um, I think that that's like super important as well, just because we live in this world where like kids are more prone to bullying each other and talking bad about each other versus stepping up and helping one another. And so I feel that that's important. And so again, you know, time consuming, but at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be very rewarding. So, um, yeah. And, and, and then in my own personal life, so, um, as you guys have heard, like I own a farm, five acre farm, and I had lost my job when my son died. And so I, the way that I grieved is I rehabbed a building, converted into like this event rental venue. Um, and I rented it out to a family who brought like a really loud band, my neighbors got pissed off, which, I mean, I, I don't blame them. I understand, but, um, the county ended up shutting me down and I've been jumping through like hoops to try to get this reopened because the funds, part of the funds, not all of them, but part of the funds were going towards the teens that I help in, in like distressed situations, you know, like I would pick them up and I would take them out, whether it was to eat or you know, take them bowling or just like do a one-on-one activity. But I mean, all that stuff costs money. I'm a single mom. So I need that additional funding so that I can continue to do these things because it was very effective. You know, it was very effective to like hang out with them, um, and, and to do that. Um, and so I'm fighting hard because I feel like if I can just, you know, continue bringing in those, those, um, funds from, from the venue, then I can continue to make a difference in my community by giving, you know, life I feel like is about loving people and giving to people. So, um, that's my goal. I'm fighting very, very hard for it. And in another episode, I will tell you God's amazing grace when it came to my venue. I'm not ready to announce it to the world yet, but, um, you know, it something incredibly amazing happened. And it was, it was literally just God. Like that's, 
plain and simple, like there was no, there was no other explanation. So can't wait to share that with you. So um, just keep listening, and and in the months to come, um, once everything is all like set and done, then then I will make that announcement of of how that went down. And it was just an like an incredibly humbling, humbling, humbling experience. You know, I was going through like this crisis myself where I felt like everything was going wrong in my life. Like my kids, you know, they, they struggle with their own mental health and being a single mom is already hard enough, but like being a single mom and dealing with trauma and dealing with kids, um, who are also struggling and grieving, you know, the loss of their brother, like it's, it's not easy. It's been very, very challenging and very difficult. And so, I started like sinking into like this negative, um, just this negative outlook of like, you know, maybe I'm not meant to have my farm. Maybe I need to just sell this place. And, you know, like my life is not going the way that I envision it. It's not going the way that I needed to go. And it was just like, I, 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 you know, negative, 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 and, and, man, like I look at it, this was literally just like last week, you guys, it's not like I'm talking months ago, like this was my state of mind, like within the past week and a half or two, and I was just like, I felt like this burden on my chest, and um, I was being really negative, like really, really negative, Um, and I just kept saying to myself, like clearly, like, you know, the fantasy world that I've lived in and the, and all these fantasies that I've had in my mind about my life, like clearly they're just fantasies. They're just bullshit. And, you know, like I literally like everything was just like going wrong in my mind. And, you know, because a lot of things were happening, like, you know, my farm, I was on the verge of like losing it. And, um, my kids and I like weren't getting along. Um, just, you know, and then I was really sad because my birthday, like I tried to be as positive as possible, but it was like really somewhat difficult. Well, very difficult because I felt like it's not fair. Like, why am I getting to turn another year older, but my child is not, you know? And it was something that I had to like struggle, like building up to that day. Once that day finally came, and, and things like, like God literally was like, watch this, Laura. And he, in a matter of an hour showed me his grace and like turned everything around. And I was like, wow, like this is why this happened. And this is why this happened. And this is why this happened. And it completely humbled me and reminded me of my focus, like it refocused me, like I was losing focus, I was losing, you know, focus on what my purpose is, and I was losing focus on what's really, really important, which is, you know, like giving my life to Christ, like trusting him, having faith in him, having hope in him, and he like totally humbled me, and um, I just can't say enough good things about what happened, like just the situation, you know, and it was just incredible. He reminded me that he has a plan for all of us and things happen because 
he aligns them to happen that way. And he, you know, like when it's time, then he's just like, ready, here you go. Here you go. So that he can remind you that like, hey, you know, keep your, keep your eyes on me and keep your focus on your purpose and I will take care of the rest. There is nothing like he literally showed me that there is nothing, 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 nothing that will ever overcome him. Like not, you know, a handful of neighbors that want to have my barn shut down, not freaking the county, you know, saying, sorry, you got to come up with, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to replace a well on your property. Like literally nothing, 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 nothing. And so, um, I don't know, but it brought me out of that negativity that I was feeling and gosh, it, it was just, it's incredible. It's incredible. So, what are some of the things that you guys do, though? Seriously, like, email me, please. Marshmallowshope at gmail.com. Marshmallows like the food. Marshmallowshope at gmail.com. Email me. Um, there's no apostrophe in marshmallows in the email, by the way. It's just all together. Um, but, um, yeah, email me, like, you know, what are some of your struggles and what are some of the things that you do to cope? Because... I found myself in this like very negative downward spiral and normally my go-to is like the Bible. I, I've talked about it before, but like I just, you know, if I'm having a really shit day, I like have this little 200 page New Testament Bible at my desk, especially at work. I've been struggling at work guys and it's been rough, you know, so I like play the Bible game, meaning like I open up my Bible to a random page and then I point and then he brings me back into perspective. And, and that's like one of my coping mechanisms. But what are some of the things that you guys use to cope? Like, I'd like to hear from you. And then maybe on the next podcast, like once I get these emails telling me like, you know, what your struggles are and how you're coping, um, maybe I can, I can discuss it and I can talk about it. You know, I just, I feel like I need to find something that helps me cope. Like, my mind is constantly, you know, going, shroom, 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 shroom. Like, it's it's nonstop, you know, and um, the anxiety builds and builds and builds and builds. And so I have to bring myself back to, like, a normal level, which I don't even know what normal truly is anymore, but I have to remind myself like, Hey, all is okay. All is going to work out. Everything is good. Like, you know, I have to turn it around and be positive and just bring myself to that. Stop worrying about shit, you know, type of level. And so, um, I got to find more coping mechanisms, you know, because the one I have, it's pretty great one. Don't get me wrong. It's a pretty great one. Um, but what are some of the other things? Like, give me some ideas. What do you think I should do? Like, you know, what, what type of things do you guys do? So, um, one of the, one of the verses that, um, you know, I was struggling basically with, with people at work and, um, I just feeling like people are against me. I've been having like a really, really huge struggle where, where I feel like people are against me. Um, you know, I, I kind of often wonder, like, do I have this resting bitch face? Like, 
you know, what is it about me that people don't like? Because I feel like a lot of people just like down me, you know, and, and maybe that's just their, their nature. I'm not that way. Like, you know, I'm the type of person who doesn't like to hold grudges and doesn't like to, you know what I mean? I'm not a mean individual by nature. So like, I guess I just can't understand why other people think that it's okay to be mean to one another, even adults, not just like kids that are bullying each other. But I think that like some adults bully each other and, and it's so wrong. And so, um, yesterday was one of those days where I was like, I just don't get it. Like I'm, I'm really, really trying. I'm trying my best. And I was like on the verge of tears because I feel like, you know, what did I do to my neighbors to like make them upset? Other than obviously having a crazy loud band, I get that. But like, I've never even met them. I, I, I haven't had like a conversation with them for them to judge me or hate me or, you know, and so that was weighing heavily on, on my mind. Like, what did I do? And, and same thing, there's struggles at work with people, you know, and, and, I feel like I'm I'm genuinely a very nice person, so I just don't understand it. But anyhow, I was struggling with that yesterday, um, you know, about how people around me, they're just constantly, like, negative and, and making me feel crappy. And, and I try to, like, you know, I had that, like, oh, screw them attitude. Uh, but it was, again, it was, it was heavy. It was a heavy feeling. So anyhow, I opened up, did the Bible game, kind of like the magic eight ball. If you're as old as me, you know, back in the day, we used to have like this eight ball and we used to ask questions like, is Jeremy going to ask me out today? And then you would shake the freaking eight ball and it would be like, definitely yes. <laughs> and you were like, yes, you know, so it's kind of the same concept for those of you who are as old as me. So I like open up my Bible and I point and this is what um, God's word to me was, which I thought was pretty incredible. I mean, he never, it's always incredible. Like anytime I'm having an issue, it's right on the money. Like he talks to me about the subject. So, um, anyways, he was like, keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers for some who are for some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it remember those in prison as if you were there yourself remember also those being mistreated as if you felt their pain in your own bodies give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage god will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery don't love money be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? And I was like, bam, like, oh, ah, oh, so good. So that's my message to you guys. You know, when you're dealing with crappy people, um, try to put yourself in their shoes. Like maybe they're going through something. Maybe they're, um, lashing out on you because, you know, there's a circumstance in their life that isn't going as planned for them or, you know, just, I don't know. Um, it, it really spoke. I mean, that little verse right there, like 
spoke a million words to me and about the type of person that I want to be and the type of person I want others to see. And I want to be, I want to be that example. I want to be the example of you're supposed to treat people with kindness, you know, even if you are having a really crappy day, like there's no reason why you should take that out on others. But if it's happening to you, you know, don't be like me where I was like, oh, you know, screw this and screw that. And these people are hateful and people suck and blah, blah, blah. No, instead, you know, maybe try to try to understand that there may be going something on in their lives that you don't know about. You know, there might be a child who is bullying somebody else because they are being bullied at home. Um, it might be an adult, you know, who is being extremely unkind to you, but maybe they're having issues with their marriage and their life at home is falling apart. Like, we don't know. We don't know what somebody else is going through. And so I feel that it's extremely important that we take, you know, a step back and remove ourselves personally from the situation. Like, that's hard. When somebody's being mean to you and you don't understand why, it's difficult to, like, want to be nice back and to want to, you know, take a step back and be like, you know, maybe I should just treat them with kindness. Maybe I should just, you know, be that person who smiles at them every single day, regardless of how they treat me. So, um, and, and then the greatest message of all, you know, is if you put your trust in God, if you, if you have faith, like it doesn't matter. You can stray away from God a million times, but in the end, He's reminding me in that verse that he is always, always there for me. He's always there for us. He's always going to provide for us. Um, I can't tell you how many times, like, it's happened where I'm like, I don't even know how I'm going to make my bills this month. Like, I don't make enough. I don't make what I used to. And I complain about it. But then something miraculous happens and I'm able to make it. And that's God. That's who he is. Like, he loves us unconditionally. He provides for us. No matter what, we just have to have faith and we have to hold on. So for those of you who are struggling out there, just remember, hold on, pain ends. You know, focus on him. Have hope. Hope that everything will work out. Pain is temporary and your faith will carry you through any circumstance that is thrown at you. So I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful Wednesday.